This is a broadcast of SmallCapVoice.com, a financial communications and investor relations firm. SmallCapVoice.com receives payment for investor relations and financial consulting services that it provides to its clients. You should assume that officers, directors, and employees of SmallCapVoice.com or financial analysts mentioned and their families hold a position and intend to trade in these securities for their own accounts. This is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in a featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This broadcast does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used and statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources but not verified nor guaranteed by smallcapvoice.com as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. You're wired in smallcapvoice.com. Following is a presentation of smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support. Now, with your online business briefing, smallcapvoice.com's Stuart T. Smith. Well, once again, everybody, thanks for joining us here at smallcapvoice.com for our online business briefing where you know we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the market today. And we are welcoming back to the show Night Food Incorporated, traded on the OTCQB under the ticker symbol NGTF. Now, I want to tell you, this company, we've talked to them several times, and they are the innovative company solving America's $50 billion nighttime snacking problem. But you already know that. What you want to hear about is what's happening lately. There's been a lot of great things, a lot of new developments. The coast-to-coast rollout of the ice cream is already well underway. So we're welcoming back to the show, Sean Folks. And Sean, how are you? Doing great, Stuart. How are you today? I'm doing great. So there's a lot to talk about here. We've got questions from shareholders, but let's let you jump in and kind of tell us what the month of February and March have been like so far. Yeah, so uh, a couple things we want to touch on. The first thing is distribution. Um, you know, like you said, the coast-to-coast rollout is underway. We do have a commitment from another supermarket chain. We, uh, we've alluded to it uh, in our recent press release. Uh, people are asking, <laughs> people get creative. Uh, they're asking what state are we coming to and, and things like that. But uh, we haven't been able to make anything public yet. Uh, I don't know exactly when that would be. I think probably towards the end of March or beginning of April. But everybody can know that uh, we are adding two more states. So that gets us up to 16 states uh, where we've uh, secured distribution. And I want to remind everybody that we're just 10 weeks uh, since we produced our first pint of ice cream. So uh, we're feeling pretty good about that. Uh, obviously, everybody knows we've got a goal of 10,000 points of distribution by this time next year, and we're feeling really uh, good about that. So that's a little bit of a distribution update. Um, uh, oh, by the way, in picking up that new supermarket, what happens is there is a distributor uh, that will be uh, buying the ice cream from us in order to uh, supply that particular supermarket uh, that is ordering the ice cream, and what happens then is now that distributor will also be servicing other uh, independent supermarkets and other small chains in the area. So what happens each time we go into a new area, uh, what typically happens is 
the the first store that makes a commitment, and the same thing happened with Meyer uh, in the Midwest. The store makes a commitment. They notify their distributor that they want the ice cream. The distributor then adds the ice cream, and now that it's in the distribution center, other retailers in that area can very easily pick it up uh, and add it. And we've seen with uh, with Meyer, uh, there have been a few other supermarkets in the Midwest that have already added it, small chains or small independent uh, locations. And now the same thing will happen in these two states um, where um, where the new retail distribution will be. And we expect to be hitting shelves uh, as early as the first week of April. So uh, that's the distribution. Now, uh, something else we alluded to uh, about six or eight months ago, you know, we started bringing in some uh, brand ambassadors that were professional athletes. We've got uh, a few guys from the NFL. We've got an NBA player. We've got a couple of pro golfers. And at the time, we made public that part of their compensation for uh, being night food brand ambassadors with their high profile, part of the compensation was an option to make an equity investment. And one of those uh, uh, NFL players, uh, Tyler Eifert, currently a free agent. He played last year with uh, Cincinnati, uh, who drafted him number one out of Notre Dame. Tyler Eifert has made an equity investment in the company. Uh, He got his shares issued uh, just a few days ago. And now, uh, in addition to the shares that he was compensated for being part of our ambassador team, he is now uh, one of our investors. And um, so along those lines, you know, we've gotten some questions from, oh, and we're, we're really excited to have Tyler on board. He's, he's a great guy. I've spoken to him on the phone, and he's very excited. We don't know where he's going to land because he's a free agent right now, uh, but wherever he is, we can be sure that he's going to help spread the word. Uh, he's a big fan of the ice cream, and we know he's going to help, uh, help us hopefully secure some additional distribution and certainly let a lot of consumers uh, know about the brand. Uh, so the question we've been getting from a lot of consumers lately revolves around um, raising money, you know, how are we capitalizing this growth and uh, the number of shares outstanding and the share structure, and people are asking about, you know, when do we target uh, uh, an uplisting to the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. And so I want to address some of those things right now. So, you know, uh, we've got some funds, you know, some, some institutional investors that have been offering us uh, capital uh, for several months now, going back, uh, you know, going back to uh, the last quarter of last year. Um, but we think, you know, we've been working with the same investor uh, for about a year and a half now, and they've been funding us with what's called convertible notes. And I think a lot of people don't fully understand this type of uh, capitalization structure, and I want to make sure that they do. So, uh, because right now, and for our capital needs, we think convertible notes are the best option right now. You know, uh, I'll give you an example. So six months ago, in the beginning of September, we filed an 8K that we had taken a note uh, of, of almost $80,000, okay? Uh, the stock price at that time was just under $0.30. Cents. So if we had taken in private money or some other type of priced round, it probably would have been in the range of about $0.20, cents, you know, when investors are putting money directly into the company, uh, they typically demand a discount, and depending on the volume of your stock and how well-established your company is, that discount would be anywhere from 20 to 30 33%. So figure, we might have been able to raise capital in the range of 20 to $0.24 cents at that time. Now, the thing about convertible notes, what makes them convertible is that the equity investor 
when they uh, get their equity, it's based on the price when the note converts. So it's not at the time that they put the money in, which was September, but in this case, uh, they are getting their equity based on the price in March. Okay, So obviously, when a company is doing well um, and moving in the right direction, the stock price is going up like ours, the investor actually gets less stock this way, which is better for the company and, of course, for our shareholders. So, of course, if the company were faltering, this could work the other way. You know, if the stock were going down for some reason, the investor could get more. But in our current situation and what we expect the market to do in the coming months, we're very comfortable continuing to use these convertible notes, which price forward from, again, from this long-term investor with whom we have an amazing and fantastic relationship. And as the market cap continues to increase, we, may, uh, we might consider some of the other options being offered to us. But, I mean, to give you an idea, when, when, when we took this $80,000, again, the stock price was, uh, uh, you know, 29 and change. Well, when, when that money uh, converted, so in other words, instead of paying back the note, we gave uh, equity share, we gave shares to the investor, but they got those shares at 36 cents. So, Stuart, you understand what's happening here is that when they put the money in, the company was, was worth less, the shares were worth less, and by, um, by using a convertible note, we were actually uh, able to save ourselves probably uh, about 40% of the shares that we would have had to give up had we taken straight equity investment at that time. So this is really powerful, and with, with our profit margins being what they are and the steady growth that we're expecting over the next few quarters before the big distribution deals we expect, and those will be in late 2019 and early 2020 uh, that are going to help us get through our, uh, our 10,000 store target, we don't necessarily expect to use equity funding strategies very much for the next few quarters. And I want to point out to people, because uh, investors, I, I think the focus needs to be, we need to, we need to make sure, well, it's not my responsibility to tell people what to pay attention to, but I do want to make sure people understand. So, you know, one of the main reasons companies go public is so that they can access capital through the public markets and through the liquidity in their securities. And obviously, I feel we've been extremely successful at this. Um, raising this money does result in new shares being issued, of course, but those shares are being issued in exchange for funds that, that have allowed us to drastically increase our market cap. And, and why is that? Well, it's pretty simple because we're, we're raising cash from the investor, we're turning that cash into assets, we're turning that cash into revenue, and we're growing our market cap. You know, right now our market cap is hovering around $40 million, Stuart. Less than 18 months ago when we first started working with this investor, the market cap, we were trading under $2 million, okay? So obviously uh, there are more outstanding shares now than there were a year and a half ago, but the company is 20 times more valuable, right? And we, we still think we've got a long way to grow. But there are investors, for some reason, they focus only on dilution, right? And we get these emails like, why are there more shares being issued? So I can't tell people how to invest, but I, I personally think inv focusing only on dilution is the wrong way to look at it. So I think smart investors choose to focus on the 2,000% increase in market cap, while other investors and traders will choose to focus on the increase in shares outstanding of approximately 50%. Now, keep in mind, with those two factors working at the same time in opposite directions, our shares have gone from a low of 5.5 .5 cents, 
right, a year and a half ago, to a high, you know, uh, just last week or the other day of 92 cents in less than 18 months. So, again, focus on dilution if you want to focus on dilution and the share structure, um, but focus on the market cap and the value of your holdings and the value of your shares if you're looking at, I think, the bigger picture. Because we're doing everything we can to build a billion-dollar brand while being protective of our share structure. But when we have opportunities to get into major retailers, right, and maybe that requires issuing shares so we can pay slotting fees or, or issuing shares so that we can build the inventory to roll into 10,000 stores, we're going to do what any good public company does. We're going to use our equity as currency to bring in the necessary cash so we can invest that cash and build the value of our company. That's just efficiency. That's just good returns. And, and that's the whole idea. And again, the market cap has increased about 2,000% in less than 18 months. We're now poised for national distribution, for profitability, and, and I believe an extremely valuable strategic position in the marketplace. So investors that are, that are thinking and asking a million questions about, dilutions, uh, about dilution, I think, need to pay attention and think about uh, this bigger picture and decide you know, what is really, truly most important to them and if they trust us to grow the company with the funds that we're raising it. Well, I, for one, want to thank you. Uh, you know, not so often do I get CEOs that actually take the time that you just did to explain this process so that the shareholders are better educated and have a better understanding of how you're using the equity in the company and how you use the company's stock to propel this business model. And you're right. At the end of the day, when I started talking to you, your stock was 20 cents. You're up at 75 cents today. Things are going well for you and the company. Sean, I appreciate your time here today. Before I let you go any closing comments or thoughts for the shareholders as we enter into spring 2019 yeah no just want to let everybody know that everything is on track uh the feedback is great anybody following us on facebook can see that uh consumers are posting pictures of shelves uh with sold out product in, in the meyer chain um people are reporting obviously of course how much they love the ice cream as well uh the publicity train keeps rolling we're getting tons of publicity and there's tons more to come and uh, the national rollout, as far as I'm concerned, is right on track and right on schedule, and uh, everything's going great. All right, Sean. Well, once again, thank you so much for your time here today at smallcapvoice.com. We look forward to speaking with you again to get another update on how things are progressing with that ice cream rollout and everything else related to your company. Thanks so much for your time here today, Sean. Thanks, Stuart. Look forward to talking to you soon. Absolutely. For Sean Folkson of Night Food, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. Smallcapvoice.com, today's leader in investor relations, capital formation, and retail support, provides its clients with the highest level of service. Our audio interviews are disseminated to one of the largest opt-in audiences available today. How? We at smallcapvoice.com believe in aligning and affiliating ourselves with other leaders within the investor relations community. By sharing resources, each affiliated firm is made that much stronger and each client is served that much better. Our focus is to identify and provide the very best financial services and solutions available to clients and their shareholders. For more information about our services, please call us at 512-267-2430 or visit us on the web at www.smallcapvoice.com.